Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the actual episode 85. There was an error last week. I called the 84th special edition of the No Podcast the 85th. So this is the actual 85th. And that episode is going to be worth lots of money on eBay's. That will be it. There's yep. actually signed copies in our Patreon. If you guys sign up, you will you can be entered to, to win a copy of the signed 84th slash 5th episode. It's $15,000 tier. <laughs> Monthly. Monthly. <laughs> That's the subscription. You can't cancel after six months. All right, we got some more news this week. Uh, PlayStation 4 7.0 update finally releases. This is a PlayStation-heavy news week, but we did end up adding some other shit in there. Uh, Facebook leaves PlayStation, finally. PlayStation should be, should be leaving Facebook, maybe. Uh, we got some PlayStation 5 details. Doom got delayed. PlayStation VR 2.0 emerges from the deep wirelessly. If I see one I like, I just go ahead and read the whole thing. <laughs> the notes are good. Uh, the Simpsons Hit and Run producer would like a remaster of that PS2 Xbox GameCube classic. Blizzard and Hong Kong. We're going to deep dive into this one, I believe. Some weird stuff going on. Mm-hmm. That's an ongoing story, too. So by the time you hear this news, it'll probably be a little out of date, but hey, we'll talk about what we got so far. Uh, the Atari console, you guys remember that? Might not be coming out. Might be coming out. Find out later in the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Yabara leaves Xbox. Big uh, Xbox exec. Been there for 20 years. Very right? much like Sean Layden and Reggie fils It's kind of weird it's what's weird, going on right like, now. Almost like... Sean Layden come in weird. Yes. Very strange. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. And IO Interactive strikes a new four-game distribution. I read that one as is also. Is and you should, because right, I probably was out of my mind as I typed in. I was like, whoa, four-game. <laughs> a new got game distribution? My four always autocorrects it, the got it's, it's and be, Yeah, it's going to be a new game distribution. I'm not sure what the four stands for. We're f- you, we'll find out later on in this episode. Yeah. Tune in. I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Cesar Concepcion the second. Yeah, we are here. Michael could not join us. He's out on the road. Also, doesn't help we're doing on a weird recording night. It is a weird night. Uh, the weekend kind of snuck up on us, so thank you for being able to squeeze us in, sir. Yeah. Keep the content for our dozens of thirsty fans. <laughs> no, you guys are out there. Dozens. There's more than dozens. All right, they're, they're, they're consistent. They're out there. It's a baker's dozen. I've been looking at that SoundCloud tracker, and we've got some consistent, like, 35 listens here, 45 listens here, mm-hmm. and it's not Stockbridge or McDonald or one of our local spots. It's uh, it's another spot. What does that sound? Is it the it's, not a, it's not a pirate radio. It is that fan? Yeah. That fan's never made that noise. I don't know. You think like, they'll hear it? Sounds like a squeaky bed. That's all I hear in that Beyonce song. They'll put a ring on it. Right. Right. I haven't right. song in a while. That's all I, I hear is that. That's all I hear is mattress squeaking. There is a rap song with the starts out with the mattress. Weekend. Really? Yeah. We'll track That's this. part of the beat. Should we play that as our outro? <laughs> we could. Is there a radio edit of it? It's not very radio friendly. <laughs> uh, radio, uh, radio friendly, excuse me. Radio friendly unit shifter. Mm hmm. All right, you ready to deep dive into news three minutes in? Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about that that update that mean you tested, so. Did we test it? <laughs> I downloaded it. We, I, I think we t- tested it on, uh, uh, was it Wolfenstein Young? We did We did use it with Wolfenstein. And it, it was all right, from what we could tell. It right? worked. Yeah. The chat worked. Yeah. Better uh, than the I can't remember if it was clear or not. Yeah. Issues with recently. I mean, it's a fan. The Xbox chat is uh, a little bit different. Uh, well, I had that network glitch. Remember when we were playing Gears and the power went out? Mm-hmm. Then I came back and had my NAT type was open. It was the same thing it was before, but all of a sudden I couldn't do party chat. I'm like, what the hell is happening? And that game chat in Xbox is ass. It is basic as fuck. I forgot how bad it was. It, what might, it? it must be a different server. 
Has to be. Yeah. Undedicated or whatever the term is. It must be a generic uh, unprotected server, so. Hotmail. <laughs> it was on Gears. It should have been good with Gears. It just wasn't. It was scratchy as it's, shit. They probably put it to a generic server. We gotta beat Gears, man. We're almost there. One day. We are. It's not going away. So in this PlayStation 4 update, you get a party feature update, which increases the maximum amount, amount of party members from 8 to 16. How yeah, can, that's like a real party right there. How can that be conducive to gaming? What game could you play with 16 fucking people talking to? FIFA 20. Okay, go on. Do you hear all 16? Do you hear the 8v8? Yeah, you have 11. 8 people on your team and then the other 8 talking shit about you. I'm not sure how this is how it works. I'm NBA 2K. You just find everybody who's in the yeah. pregame thing and you add everybody to the party chat. Like, come it, on, bitches. We're going to talk it, shit the It's bad time. enough now where we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. not all at once. I can't, I can't understand what's happening. One person at a time. Raise your hand. So on that note, to uh, to stabilize the hand raising, there's uh, network connectivity was improved. Yeah. So you'll be able to tell who's raising their hand. Uh, audio quality has been improved, and accessibility support with chat transcription has been added. This is all from the PlayStation blog. As well as the party app will also have a, uh, yeah, like you said, chat transcription. Sorry. Uh, that's a U.S. only feature. That's us only. Us and not them. Yep. Oh, that's the party app. Is that the phone thing? Yeah, it's smartphone mm-hmm. and mobile devices. Cool. That way, if uh, I'm talking shit about you and you don't remember, you can go back and read about it later. Does that work for... <laughs> Reread exactly what I happened? know that bitch called me a bitch. And you know, he's like... <laughs> halfway through the third quarter, I'm pretty sure he said something to me when I deflected that, that pass. That was questionable, yeah. yeah. Let me scroll back through there, because I have time like that. Let me, yeah. let me call out what he might have said to me. Right here, says party you fucking chat. bitch. I see it. Now, here's the most important part to me. Remote play. Remote play is getting a, an increase in capability. I do love me some remote play. Oh, yeah. The the Android family can join now. That's big news. Um, it's weird if you're not if you're under Android 10, which is not really available to everybody, because Android 10 allows you to do the Bluetooth pairing for the controller. It's that wasn't of, already in there? There was, like, bootleg ways to do it's, that? Yeah, it's kind of like, well, to do it on, through the Sony, they wanted you to get, like, a cable and plug it in there. It was the whole thing to do and i think we saw michael do that one time with his old, old sony phone or did the sony phone natively support it? i think sony natively supported it yeah. if i'm mistaken because they included that in there do you remember the sony phones i think they were sony ericsson phones that had the ps1 emulators built into them like you could play fucking crash bandicoot or the, the crash bandicoots yeah yep. they, they tried that did it come with did you get it with one of those phones like you got crash bandicoot i don't remember because it was like access to that store that was only through sony yeah it was and it like was only like a handful of games. Like the Sony Ericsson App Store. Yeah. Oh, uh, God, Ericsson. Anything else with this? Meanwhile, for iPhone or iPad users, the Remote Play app has been updated so you can now display the controller at all times and lock the screen orientation. That's helpful. Yep. As a reminder, a PS4 system with a wired connection via LAN cable is recommended. So I actually tried this last week to do Remote Play, and it never could find it. So I don't know if it's because I haven't cut my PlayStation on natively in a while or what. It's probably It probably is a couple updates behind at this point. So you have to update to the latest version with 7.0. You're still in the beta. When we were in the beta, it killed remote play. Oh, great. Yeah, so... No more beta invites from you. I'll put that in the party chat transcription. Yeah. Read that later. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll just be like, well, or whatever. You bitch, no beta for me. I mean, we could have not done it and just not hurt each other while we played uh, Wolfenstein, so... Wolfenstein updated, too. I wouldn't mind going back to that. We need to go back to it. I mean, maybe if we finish uh, Gears early one night, we can just pop in Wolfenstein. Gears finish. and then Wolfenstein. Yeah. It needs to be on our list. All right, is that the big features of the update? Yep. 
Next up, is. we got Facebook leads PlayStation. Yahoo. Fuck Facebook. That's still our stance. We don't say it at the end of every episode, but... Yeah. We still believe and stand behind it. I think uh, Microsoft came back and confirmed that it's not... They're not uh, parting ways of Facebook. Uh, this apparently is uh, ongoing negotiations. I think somebody... Some article, I want to say maybe Kotaku or something like that, reached out and they clarified and said it was like they're renegotiating the terms. Because uh, there was at one point where uh, Facebook had called out, you know, the way that people share data, and they called out Microsoft and Sony uh, explicitly. Okay. Uh, on that, they didn't go into details, I don't believe. So I think uh, they're trying to come up to a deal where there's some connectivity, but they're going to limit what is actually pulled and what is looked for and data-wise and based off the users. So. Neither of us use it. Is Facebook integration and streaming, is that even a big thing? Is this something that's um, going to affect a lot of people? I think from the comments that I've read, because like you said, it doesn't affect me whatsoever. Mm. And even then, if I was on Facebook a lot, I just people would just be like, look at that nerd. But um, outside of that, I, from what I've seen on there, the people it affects the most is like streamers who link to their Facebook accounts. Because Facebook was trying to do a gaming thing for a while, I know. Yeah. The removal of Facebook integration also means PS4 owners won't be able to find PlayStation Network friends via their Facebook accounts. I never did that either. Yeah. Uh, Facebook will no longer be offered as a destination to share screenshots, videos, music, trophy details, or links to gameplay broadcasts. This comes from uh, Polygon.com. I think the biggest thing is the links to gameplay broadcasts is what a lot of people were kind of disappointed in. Because it depends on where your followers are. And this all comes down to basically data integrations and... Yeah, it's, just, it's a whole, you know, the data privacy thing about what it's pulling. Yeah. Cost so. of dental implants. I did not get that gravy picture. <laughs> you got a different select I I got the son of the mask. Um, <laughs> All, right. All right, so fuck Facebook. Yeah. Next up in PlayStation news, this is probably the lead. We buried the lead a little bit. Oh, God, this is a good article. This is Sal, isn't it? Yep, yep Sal Romano. Look at him. He did God's he work. You. We got bullet points and everything. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> he, the man never sleeps. Once again, there was a, another PlayStation 5 detail blowout exclusive to Wired. I think I retweeted a pretty funny thing I saw on that. I need to look it up real quick. What are the details on the PlayStation 5 we learned about? Yep, so essentially they um, confirmed that it was going to do ray tracing at a GPU hardware level, not software level. It's not going to be uh, as they people were dubbing fake ray tracing, mm-hmm. which you know sometimes some consoles will, some people will take shortcuts. But uh, Mark Cerny uh, came out and said that uh, it was going to be in through the hardware, through the graphics card. Uh, they confirmed that we're going to uh, physical games will exist. There'll be hundred. So not software accelerated. Yep. Cool. Uh, physical games will exist. They're hundred gigabyte optical discs. We're going 100 from fifty gigabyte to hundred optical discs. Yeah. Hell yeah. Four layers. Uh, awesome. Outside of that, they also confirmed that it will they will go as a four K Blu Ray player this time, which is great. Always a plus. Uh, game installation is still mandatory, uh, kind of like it was this current generation. The only difference they went on there is that uh, data is treated differently. So instead of duplicate data like they had last time, they're going to fine-tune the data. I think they said that, I believe, that was up to the developers. We've uh, heard that before, you know. All right, let's play Gears. What do we want to do first? Let's do the campaign. Yeah. Um, they're going to leave it to the developers, uh, but their goal is uh, if you play single, you can just if you buy a game and it has a single player multiplayer option, you don't want to do the multiplayer yet. You can install the single player, start the game off quicker. Gotcha. Uh, if you can install the whole thing and if you beat the single player, you can delete it and play your multiplayer options. All those are going to be separated and you can fine tune it. It sounds like you can do different modes and stuff like that. So if you go through, let's say 
for example, I don't know if this is true or not, but from what I can get from what they're saying is if you go through Tekken 7, okay. and you're like, I don't do survival mode, you know, or I don't do practice mode, yeah. you know, you can sit there and clear that off to help save some space on your hard drive. And download stuff. Well, it's going to it's gonna come from the disc, but how much is actually going to be on the disc on day one? Because I'm thinking it's going to save you some data cap space, but... Doubtful. Yeah. I, I doubtful. At some point, Comcast and other companies are going to have to change their ways. Uh, it's it, going to get to that point. I agree with you. That's the way it needs to go. Mm-hmm. But maybe it will help you out. You know, you'll be able to look in the patch notes and say, okay, Uncharted 5, um, the single player launched on the disc. I'm good. I can just install off the disc and not be online. It doesn't need a patch. I don't have to, you know, there's mm-hmm. no extra stuff I can download. And you're good for, what, the next week and a half on Uncharted? Yeah. You don't have to worry about your data cap for that one single player experience. We'll so that would be helpful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that would be a great feature. Uh, the other one they went into there is the fast boot games because uh, they're using that uh, Gravy SSD. Uh, they also note that the multiplayer game servers will provide the consoles with a set of joinable activities in real time. It's not something you got to wait and load. Uh, I'm excited about the SSD stuff because it didn't really affect you and I until we got our gaming PCs. And then, like, seeing Resident Evil 2 boot up on the on the PC over there, on the NVMe mm-hmm. M.2, muy rapido. Much faster than a console. Yeah, that and also I've noticed that the as these games are tailored to these consoles now, like we always discuss towards the end of a console generation, um, like Control takes forever to load. I'm starting to notice a lot of games taking forever to load. Yeah. So it's like starting to see like it's starting to get sluggish. And one of the differences, I don't see this uh, Gamatsu article from Sal going into too many details on it, but uh, Mark Cerny pointed out that there was like bits of Spider-Man that got... Um, that would be repeated like 400 times on a traditional hard disk, like it would have to look for the same assets that 400 times. Mm-hmm. And something about the way the SSD shuffles the data, like it only needs that one bit of information instead of like physically picking up and looking for yeah. that data every time. Uh, Spider-Man seems to be their go-to. Spider-Man seems to be their go-to example of like, okay, here's how PS5 cuts down load time on this. Here's how much faster you get here in Spider-Man. Here's what the asset loading increases for Spider-Man. It seems to be kind of their tech demo. Yeah. Um, outside of that, they uh, also came out and said that there's going to be a new controller. with uh, It's going to be a DualShock 5, I believe. They confirmed that was still the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, they showed it off. It had some kind of small hole in the middle of it. Um, Mark Cerny didn't go into details. He said that's something they'll discuss later. Uh, it seems like it's a combination of um, stuff Nintendo and Xbox has been doing with mm-hmm. adaptive controllers and HD rumble type stuff. Yeah, uh, I know I saw an article that they actually were, to give credit to that team, they said they've been doing it for a while and they could have introduced that controller with the PS4 Pro, but they didn't want to divide the base. They want to fragment their audience. Yeah, so. That, I read later in that article too that um, it was in development for PS4 like launch, around yeah. launch, that haptic feedback. So the example, I'm skipping down a little bit in Angamatsu's news, but skipping down a little bit, what sounds cool to me is uh, they, they ran a demo of Gran Turismo Sport. And so like half of the car was on a track and half the car was on the dirt and you could feel that the differences in those services in the controller. Mm-hmm. That's cool as shit. I'm, I, it's, that, it's those little uh, features that mean you both enjoy in the next mm-hmm. generation that kind of give us a little edge. That's something different. I mean, because let's be honest. Um, I mean, I like the DualShock 4 controller. I like the feel. It's not maybe the best in the world, but that that rumble has been used since PlayStation 1. It's at that point where I don't even notice it anymore. Right. It's the same thing. Right. Unless it's going like off the walls. Like, brrr, like what the fuck's happening, you know? Like but, HD rumble. Yeah. 
H D so, yeah, HD Rumble is something you can kinda feel the difference, but then even then I play it in my Switch Lite and I'm not, I don't even miss it. So. I don't do the H D Rumble. And I try to turn it down if there's yeah. any game we've talked about on the podcast before, but you can be in a quiet area and it's like Oh yeah, it's me trying to play uh, like if I get a break at work. What are you doing over there? Yeah. It's my controllers. Yeah. They're rumbling, they I won't swear. stop rumbling. Don't come over here, leave me alone. <laughs> Um, outside of that, they confirmed that it's going to be a larger battery. I'm assuming to uh, handle um, the additional workload that controller is going to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, great thing about it, it's USB Type C, which means we'll get the charge faster. Which God is, bless everyone. Go to USB C. Everybody. Uh, I'm assuming the new Xbox One will as well. Please. So I know the Lee, the newly controller is USB C. So they've said our Xbox uh, controllers are going to work on the new Xbox. I don't. I didn't see that confirmed in here. Maybe that's part of their backwards compatibility stuff that they'll um, announce. They were very quiet on the, all the PS4 fronts because remember they yeah. ne- they neglected to mention anything with the backwards compatibility, which mm-hmm. got a lot of people uh, concerned. Which I think they uh, prompted an update from the Japan side, where they said they're working on it. Um, which I'm assuming they probably is a trick for backwards compatibility, and I'm assuming not everything is working on it. So uh, it's probably something they have to tweak around and get stuff working on there. Which would also justify and explain why Xbox decided to stop doing their backwards compatibility to make sure whatever they had now was going to work with their next console. Because yep. they're probably trying to make sure that works day one versus which I imagine with Sony is going to be... Uh, they, they're probably going to have a list of games that are not going to work and then they have to go and figure out, you know, is the developer going to patch this or is yeah. it something we can add in there to fix it, you know, which is better? Is it is worth, it worth our it? resources? Yeah. yeah. How many people are actually playing this? I mean, you know... Jim Ryan's not playing Gran Turismo. We know that. Absolutely. Who would want to play that? Have you seen how it looks? It <laughs> has not aged well. You need a remake. They all have. Yeah. Those Gran Turismo games are still amazing. When you look at what they pulled off on PS1. Absolutely. Um, outside of that, they said a number of studios have uh, PlayStation 5 development kits, which begs to differ the article we, were, we went over a couple weeks back where they were mm-hmm. saying they had no idea what they are doing with it. Um, we were hearing otherwise from them. Somebody also confirmed that mock-up of the dev kit was legit. Was a developer kit. Yep. Yeah. That's what... It was a cool-looking system. Yeah. Hey, I, I, don't, I don't think we'll get that one, because I've seen yeah. developer kits look completely different than the, yeah. the Super Ones. But I love looking at dev kits. I'd like to own one. That'd be a cool thing to have. Yeah. The or Dreamcast even, one looks cool as shit. Or even the, the PS3 test dev kit. The one yeah. that plays all regions. The one that fucking plays everything. Yeah, every, every <laughs> PlayStation game ever made. Anything you put in there, burn discs, yeah. everything, it just plays them. Um, outside of that, we, we finally got confirmation from Bluepoint that they uh, that their game they're working on is a PlayStation Five one. I think the rumor has uh, been Demon Souls, um, which hmm. could, but who knows? They just said uh, they're excited about, it and, and I'll let you figure out the rest. That's all they said. We are working on a big one right now. I don't know what that means. Uh, that could literally mean any, anything, but I uh, I would imagine it could be Demon Souls because the way that the From Software games has been, like every one of their games has been remade. Yeah. So this is be the last one from the last couple of previous generations. He did go on the note that the solid state drive and the way that it handles it is his favorite part. And uh, quote, which is my favorite quote of the whole article, is, is uh, you don't need to do gameplay hacks anymore to artificially slow players down, lock them behind doors, or anything like that. Back in the cartridge days, games used to load instantly, and we're kind of going back to what consoles used to be, which is what we all want. Yeah, cartridges <laughs> and no patches. Um, uh, Jim Ryan can't clarify since PlayStation Five is more than a year away, so we know it's holiday twenty twenty, and he and he also reiterated that we are definitely getting a Ghost of Tsushima on PS Four. 
And Gran Turismo 2 on PS4. Yeah, that that just came out too. <laughs> uh, Gran Turismo was it uh, Sport 2? We didn't talk about it, but they they did patch and put Sport 2 in there. It's patched. There's a Sport 2. Yeah, it's free with the Sport game. You just download it. A bunch of stuff. I've been trying to find a copy because it would it dropped to twenty bucks. Mm. According to look, according to the blog when they put it out there, there's supposed to be physical copies of that Sport 2. I have not been able to find it. Everybody, Seriously? Everybody's in the comments like, where I can get the physical copy? They're hunting for it because it's like is it twenty bucks also? I've never seen one to know what it looked like. Huh. They did put on there's available digitally and physically at select realtors. And it's like, everybody's like, what realtors? I can't find it. Yeah. Um, that is a lot of PlayStation 5 news, and it is actually called the PlayStation 5. Yep. We yep forgot to mention that. Um, and then uh, SIE.com updated it and uh, some bullet points down here from additional details. It's the last time I looked at it. Uh, it's going to be a custom SSD that allows super high speed access, AMD custom chip. It's a CPU XA86 to 64. I'm surprised it went to 64 AMD, uh, which can explain why some of the X86 stuff might not be backwards compatible, but we'll yeah. see. Uh, Ryzen's in two 8 cores with 16 threads. It's a AMD Radon RDNA, Radon DNA based graphics engine, 3D audio processing dedicated unit. I think this is that 3D audio is going to be a big deal. Yeah. Especially, like, this is the generation that I really stepped up to playing my games with headphones. Even if it's not playing Gears Online with you, I'll still play my single-player games with headphones. And that 3D audio built into it, like a, I guess it's an Atmos of sorts, that's going to be, I think that's a next-gen feature. I agree as well. Um, uh, support up to 18, uh, 18 up to 8K. Uh, whoa, whoa, 18K? When did 18K? we get to 18K? Yeah. We're already there. Next-gen, baby. Uh Designed for compatibility, not all full compatibility, yeah. but compatible with PS4 titles, uh, PlayStation VR support. The controller is going to be haptic technology, adaptive triggers that create resistance in the L2 and R2 buttons, Ultra HD Blu-rays, and game discs with capacity of 100 gigabytes. It's pretty much just uh, bullet point what they mentioned in there. So these discs are going to ship on, it's going to be a new format. For PS3 we had Blu-ray, and for PS4 we had Blu-ray. This will be Ultra HD Blu-ray discs. These will be the same ones that we get our movies on currently. Yes, from what I can gather, because I think those are two layers is 100 gigs is double it. Gotcha. You can do 100 gigs on the standard Blu-ray, but it's four layers. So, Does that come with read-write errors, or why wouldn't you want to go four layers on there? You compact a lot of data Production. on this. Yeah. I imagine it would probably be... I guess between me and you, I don't, think it, I don't think it matters. Read-write, compression it, speed. It, it saves to a hard drive. It's not like it's reading off the disk. So. Yeah. I don't see it changing where the disks we get are just keys now. Mm -hmm. We just pop the key in. So, you kind of had me at PlayStation VR support. We'll skip that one news story and go to this next one. Uh, this is also from Polygon. The next version of PSVR could have a lot of surprises. There's been a lot of smoke with this one. We haven't really discussed it. But uh, Polygon reports with PS5 on the horizon, Sony might be looking to upgrade the console's virtual reality options. While Sony has said in the past that all current PSVR hardware will work with the new system, that hasn't stopped them from looking to the future, according to a recent patent found by Let's Go Digital. These patents, which were originally fi filed in February, appear to show a few big changes that could be coming to an updated PSVR headset. The most notable change is the addition of new outward-facing cameras, two on the front of the headset and one on the back, as well as a camera on in the controllers themselves. That was a quote from the article. Mm -hmm. So this is like that inside-out tracking. The patent also briefly mentions the idea that the headset could work wirelessly through Bluetooth. The feature would certainly help it stand out among a very crowded field of otherwise tethered headsets. This excites me. Yep. And Michael actually sold his headset <laughs> based off of this news. Like, hey, I'm about to get another one. So, 
This is the dream, man. We don't have to hook up cables and worry about HDR bullshit and all that. And somebody, not in this form that we were looking at Polygon, but in another uh, Twitter form somewhere mentioned that they enjoyed the toilet brush controller that they're <laughs> that does, now. It does look like a toilet <laughs> brush wand, doesn't it? Or yeah. uh, we had those when we had the babies. Those were the bottle cleaners. Yeah. You stick that specific brush down in there and clean the bottom of the bottle. Hey, man, I'm down for this. An advanced PSVR headset. Yep. So with it being wireless, you've got to power it from the headset. It's going to so be some, some type of external power. There'll be a little bit of weight somehow. Maybe they can spread it out across. Was it the PlayStation Elite headphones that we had? The big heavy thumpers that spread the battery across the... No, they were in one of the I ears. I don't think the thing. battery size is that big of a deal. If you get something to last a couple of hours, because if you go USB-C, you can do fast charge and kind of takes away right. from that inconvenience, in my right. opinion. Especially since you're not taking it out and about. I mean, it's going to be at home. It's going to be close to a power source. So Maybe they could do a feature like the... Uh, we talked about the Quest, the Oculus Quest is going to add that USB-C transfer feature. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have something like that where you can still plug it in and keep playing at the same time. And it just, it just charges straight off the PlayStation and lets you keep playing. So you you do lose that wireless advantage briefly while you're getting the quick charge, but you got one cord instead of a whole fucking box and mm -hmm. three things coming off your head and all that. I'm still a believer in VR. If this is a if this is a true thing, I'm I'm definitely down with this wireless. Yeah, thing. I think uh, this this version of VR is where it's going to take off because it's this thing I always hear from everybody. Once it gets wireless, it gets less cumbersome. It gets you know more easy to use. It's, it's, it's my barrier. It's a done deal. It's yeah. well documented on this podcast. I have so my fucking PSVR in the case, sitting right there every time I look at it, and I could be playing, but I'm like, it's so much of a hassle to get it up and going, and I'm yeah. like. Mm. And at that point, I'm like, I might as well play all the VR games I acquired. So it's like me going through a list of five games and trying to enjoy them. And yeah, pound out. Let's just have like a VR marathon. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to back up, uh, get away from some PlayStation news for just a second. Hopefully we get a big PS5 blowout before too long. I want to see the thing. I'm just one of those people. Show me the box. Yeah, I mean, all that news with uh, Sean Layden and then the, we didn't mention it, and we're not going to mention this episode probably with the layoffs they have in Sony Europe. It's all kind of coincided with it. So it's like, uh, I guess they had to come out with something. That's why they came out with it now. Get that stuff off your chest. You get those rumors out there that PS5 is a mess because there were some articles going around saying it was a mess. And it's not that, apparently. No. So they've been up front with the developers um, and the messaging. And I, I kind of see the only thing I don't like about the messaging they're doing is on the big games. But I see why they're doing it because it's like uh, Nintendo kind of stole the, the indie crowd. So it's like, I guess... Sony's yeah. not going to fight back for them again, so they're just like, if their 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 goal is if they sell the consoles and get with big games and the indie developers will come because the numbers are there. So. And subscriptions, like it won't be so much getting you to purchase the PlayStation, and put it in your home, as it will be you getting PlayStation Now and continuing that subscription mm -hmm. and paying the ten dollars a month or five dollars a month if you pay it all at one time. Yeah, that's an excellent value. The more I think about it, the more I'm tempted to fire up PlayStation Now. I know it doesn't have the newest stuff. I mean, there's some still some first-party heavy hitters in there. They added God of War, GTA Five. It's mm -hmm. not first-party, but it's still a, that's a huge game. It's an MPD top 10 every time we read the damn mm -hmm. list. Um, but there's 800 games in that service. There's plenty of back catalog stuff to be played, it's, I mean, including it's some stuff that can be downloaded. It's definitely worth the week. You know, cancel afterwards. So. Mm -hmm. It comes to that point where you have so many damn subscription services. It's like you got to sit there and decide. Like, all right, I got to choose one, and which one I'm going to play the most out of. So. That's true. Uh, we said we were ducking out of PlayStation News, and then we had another couple of Yeah, comments. we finished up. Now we're doing the, the Dooms. So you have personally delayed Doom. Yep. Eternally. Yep. Not eternally. Just to March 2020. 
You're... And everyone is pointing out that it comes out the same day as Animal Crossing New Horizons. <laughs> even though the Switch version of Doom has been pushed back further than that. So. That one got delayed even more. I think what hurt people the most was the the whole Doom 64, because a lot of people were looking yeah. forward for Doom 64 and the Switch in November. Because I had a date, like, end of November, one. it was like Thanksgiving. It was around the time that it was yeah. coming out, and it was confirmed for Switch, and they weren't saying anything for the other consoles, but I think they went in to confirm the other consoles because of this whole, uh, you know how it was, when you delay something in the fiasco, it's like, I gotta, we gotta put something positive in there, yeah. you know? Like, hey, by the way, this stuff that we were kind of coy about, yeah, it's coming to your consoles too, you know. And you'll get it as a free pre-order bonus. It's kind of like a big uh, middle finger to Nintendo type thing, but you know, that's <laughs> what it is, yeah. I don't know that even, Nintendo's necessarily holding on to Doom 64, then, like, that's our legacy. Even then, it's like, yeah, and then your version gets kicked back even further. So <laughs> <laughs> like, they might have shafted them somehow. Uh, no, I think it's, it's to that point where we're always, uh, we always discuss this, that, I mean, that Nintendo console is going to start getting harder and harder to develop for with yep. these uh, newer games coming out. Yeah, because uh, that, that last Doom was kind of an uh, an early this generation mm-hmm. game, and it that's actually what I beat it on was on Switch. But when I saw it on other platforms and on PC, it's like it's it a different. Game. It doesn't compare. Yeah. To the, <laughs> I had a great time. It's a great game played on whatever platform you do have. But that is never going to be the superior version of that. And, and we don't know. Well, I mean, for all we know, it could be on this uh, Switch Pro that everybody keeps going on about, and that could be the reason why I was pushed back. Maybe it's like it's so close to coming out by then they were like, you know, mm-hmm. we can. Tweak it up now and just release it on that. So they don't get, know. They get all these people in the fall with uh, Zelda and Pokemon for the Switch Lite, and then they'll get uh, all the folks in the spring with Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing for yeah. the Switch Pro. Play it on the TV. Why not? Split your uh, split your base. Did it get it? Oh, it is a date. I read it March twentieth. Yeah, it's like uh, in that hell month with Final Fantasy VII remake and um, Spring's filling up, man. March specifically. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk's that month also. Something else is gonna. F- no, no, it's uh, something else. Is Bloodlines, Masquerade, or something like that. Yeah, because when is uh, when Cyberpunk? It's in February, also. I think it's in March. I can't remember Cyberpunk's date. My Cyberpunk hype is not what everybody else's is. Uh, I'm not talking about for us. I'm just talking about yeah. just the fact that game's gonna sell gangbusters. It is gonna go crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't. I'm always uh, big in Blade Runner S games. That's the only reason why I'm, I'm kind of interested. That's it. That's your vibe. Mm-hmm. Your atmosphere. That's all the news for Doom Eternal. I think people are cool with, uh, you know, a delay. Make the game good. That's all that matters. I threw this in the news, sir. A uh, friend of the show, listener Derek, is a big fan of the Simpsons Hit and Run game. And the developer has come out. Who is it specifically? Vlad Seraldi. <laughs> sounds like, like Frank Cifaldi's <laughs> alter ego. Mm-hmm. His, his dark world nemesis. Um, speaking to the Lad Bible, he said, I could see it on multiple different plat- types of platforms as a remake or remaster. It would have to take the parties who are in charge of the property to want that to happen and someone out there to decide that they were going to go out and do it. But absolutely, it would be fun to explore those characters in that universe again, that work again. And what uh, what brings it up is that since uh, Disney owns this license now, and Disney is in the king game of uh, licensing out stuff, it could happen. It could happen. Yep. This was a good, uh, this was like one of the better GTA clones. Mm-hmm. I know Derek always raves about it, like how true it was to Springfield and the Simpsons lore and all that kind of stuff. I know there's a lot of people would be interested in that one. They liked this one a lot more than Road Rage. Seems to be the consensus. So when EA was uh, making some games, and we also give them hell about, that, about, about them back then too. EA used to be the publisher to take risks on stuff and publish cool stuff. And they had a good third-party program. Now they don't even have that anymore. I think they, their third parties were indies. Yeah. yeah, like Unravel, the EA Originals. All right, Blizzard in Hong Kong. How do we dive into this one? All right, so this one is, uh, there's, there, 
there's some stuff going on in Hong Kong, some some protests. Uh, uh, originally, they had passed a law that you can get extradited to mainland China, and uh, a lot of people felt that, you know, the whole point, the, the deal they made when the British handed over Hong Kong was that it was going to be its own separate thing. Uh, they were going to leave it as is. Uh, the Chinese government kind of went along with that from far as I can tell. I don't know the full history about it. I'm not right, there. Right. Uh, but at this point, I guess it's to the point where some people felt that they crossed the line because there you can extradite people there and the way that you know China works, it may not take many reasons to get you extradited out of there. Right. So um, I don't know. I don't live there. So I could can't be say a, or can't judge. Could be a quick removal depending on what another you, what government's decisions. Right. So, um, they, so there's start, been protesters for months and months and months. Right, and they've uh, gone borderline violent, back and forth. Uh, I think somebody finally got shot a couple weeks back. The first bullet was shot from the police. Um, That's so, been reported. Right. So uh, outside of that, we came to a point where we have, um, you know, like celebrities, and especially in the gaming community, have um, or TV shows or, you know, other organizations are starting to go out there and make their, their stance and say that, you know, free Hong Kong and everything. And uh, the Chinese government is not taken kindly to that um, and has been doing uh, ways to punish said uh, organizations, kind of like the NBA, where they uh, cancel all their deals and suspend all. They didn't cancel. They suspend everything they're working on and stop doing closed-circuit TV on their games. And you have the whole South Park fiasco where they kind of make fun of China. And they, they went through and scrubbed South Park completely out of the... Oof. The internet over there, which they was funny because they came back and they they went all in and just put a tweet on there and just, they took it to the point where they're probably never going to be back over there again. Oh, they didn't really apologize. They were just like whatever. Banned, banned. So the whole point is that we had a uh, Hearthstone player um, and the Grand Masters tournament competitor Chung Blitzchung Inwa. Hopefully, I didn't slaughter his name. He gave Sounds an interview. Right. Uh, at the end of his interview, Chung expressed support. And this is all from Kotaku from Joshua Rivera. Uh, support for the ongoing protests in Hong Kong, resetting a protest slogan wearing a mask associated with the activists who have taken to the streets. His words set off a chain reaction that led to his year-long suspension from Activision Blizzard. Not only that, from competitive play for Hearthstone, not only that, they uh, took back his winnings. Um, and they uh, banned him from some other stuff. It's a long list of stuff that they did. They, yeah. they basically, they didn't even tell him, like, you shouldn't say anything. They just went in and was like, hey, you're no longer part of this terminate for a year and chalked it up as a violation of i can't remember the exact term of the violation yeah they were sending his prize money uh, uh no player is permitted to do anything that brings him or her into public disre- disrepute did i say that right disrepute disrepute scandal or ridicule or shocks or offends the community yep I so <laughs> so there has been what broadcast was this on i don't want to get this wrong was he, they were streaming on something. Did you watch this? Did you watch him put the mask on? I saw the photo with the mask on. Okay. The Did you see He's the announcers? Did you see the announcers? They like ducked behind the... They got behind the table, like the people who were running the... Mm. Like, yeah, I didn't they see were, that they were afraid to have their faces there. And they cut to a commercial and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So we have these... I guess Hearthstone specifically, that community has had some bad apples in the bunch. Either sexism, racism, just poor comments across the board where people have been allowed to carry on and keep either streaming or participating, that kind of thing. That's been a big issue amongst Blizzard employees. But yeah. uh, So they pulled, basically pulled support for this guy totally. 
Yeah, and then um, there's a lot of uh, blowback in the gaming community as well as some of the Blizzard employees have uh, kind of left some markings in their campus out there where yeah. they didn't agree with the the route that they went uh, with it because, uh, you know, uh, censoring freedom of speech and, and whatnot, and it's a gray area. I know uh, Blizzard's kind of come back and they said, that, well, we're going to review it now, and they may not they may not rescind what they did to this gentleman mm-hmm. right here, but they may not go as hard the next time this thing happens, you know. And one uh, of the one of the biggest things the 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 lines that's been drawn is that so much of Hearthstone and Activision Blizzard's money, income, all that is from like Chinese mm-hmm. players and esports broadcast and the community over there, and they're afraid of the they're afraid of that kickback of angering that government, and so in order to not lose that revenue revenue stream, they've silenced this this individual. And that has uh, upset many people, obviously. I haven't seen that South Park thing. I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah, it was... Um, the South Park's a little weird right now. They they have a thing where they're trying to do like a weed farm, like Stan's parents, and somehow he went and tried to get a band together in China. And not like a band, but like a B-A-N-D right. in China, like an actual metal band. Right. And they um, made some comment like, yeah, I mean, all you do is try to appease the, appease the people over here and blah, 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 and change stuff up. And they went to their whole monologue thing about it, and China got offended. So this is not over. I'm sure we're going to be talking about this a couple more times. This is going to be an ongoing thing for a while now because this is a big thing that's affecting multiple uh, uh, organizations who, like I said, are at this point making a lot of money there. And... It's that point where you have to draw a line to where, like, the big one for the NBA was the Rockets GM said that he supported, you know, Free Hong Kong. And Silver, the, the commissioner, commissioner yeah. came out and said, well, you know, we got to realize that, you know, we got to be careful about certain regions, but I'm not going to tell Moray, you know, he has the right to freedom of speech, so I'm not going to tell him not say what you want to say, yeah. but we have to be aware that we have to be respectful to, you know, situations he, he kind of tried to play the middle and china was not pleased with it because they wanted you know action against moray so they went through and they you know they put all their deals on hold from mainland china and they stopped showing the basketball game they had a basketball game early this morning which was the nets versus the lakers they went through ripped down all the advertisements for it um it's getting extreme yeah um it's getting extreme they still play the game because uh, you're talking about a huge economics you know stake in yeah in Chinese revenue from there. There's actually more people who watch American basketball in China than Americans do. So, it's, uh... It, basketball, it is a big deal. Yeah, basketball is huge over there, so... Um... A lot of a lot of the mainland Chinese are not big big fans of what the NBA did. So there, I read a lot of articles where they were not happy with the comments they made. And um, they still came to the game to support LeBron James and their favorite basketball players. But they can care less about silver. They can care less about the NBA. It's pretty much dead to them, so... So a lot of replications. There's going to be a lot of stuff that has to be rebuilt. Um, be interesting to see where this goes. But this seems to be the reason why we brought it up because it's spreading into gaming, spreading into everything. So yeah. it's like we're probably going to see this to the point where it's just eventually going to disappear. But right now, it's the it thing. So Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney tweeted that uh, that he would never silence his Epic Games employees. Let me get the exact tweet so I don't misquote it. Which is interesting because Tencent owns a good portion of that company. Forty percent is what was noted. Yeah. Tim Sweeney, Epic supports the rights of Fortnite players and creators to speak about politics and human rights. 
Somebody says, so if someone says, free Hong Kong in a post-game interview, you wouldn't do anything? He says, exactly. And then someone said, I thought your company had a majority investor from the Chinese. Surely it would just end up in a similar situation. Investor pulls out a big chunk of cash flow. It's not the right decision to make, but I'm sure it puts any company on edge, which is kind of what this is all about, is the mm -hmm. economic impact. Tim Sweeney says, Epic is a U.S. company, and I'm the controlling shareholder. Tencent is an, is an approximately 40% shareholder, and there are many other shareholders, including employees and investors. Someone said 40% is a big cut. They've already apparently pulling out of the NBA league. Can you honestly say if a similar event happened, you wouldn't have to sever ties with said influential figure, i.e. the NBA coach or the Hearthstone champ? Tim Sweeney said, yes, absolutely. That will never happen on my watch as the founder, CEO, and controlling shareholder. Yeah, he's a controlling shareholder. I mean, yep. it's not going to affect anything. There's somebody, and plus it's epic. You got four nights. I mean, somebody's going to come in and probably get those shares. Yep. It may not be one huge investor, but he may even buy those back himself. You know what I mean? Probably could at this point. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's going to be a lot to unpack in the future. I'm sure we'll bring it up in future episodes it's gonna until be, it, uh, it's gonna be more it gets hammered out. Yep. Also, free Hong Kong. And there we go. <laughs> now we're censored just like Winnie the Pooh. And we're... <laughs> Winnie the Pooh and no outside food or drink. Yep. And Emma Stone. You know our last episode was Emma Stone in yep. Hong Kong. Which was uh, weird dogs. before all this shit happened. I know. What were the odds? We brought things into existence. We did not want this to be one of our uh, our influences. Um, next up, that was a long story. I saw you pulling up the tab. How did I close it? Oh, okay, I threw this in there because I was actually interested in this when they announced it. The Atari comeback console thing. The VCS. That uh, Yeah, is that what they were calling it? Yep. Our one source with knowledge of the project reportedly, and this is all from The Verge, described it as a shit show. Shit Shit show. show. A complete shit show, which is, what you, which, is, uh, <laughs> which is what you want your project. Consoles are poorly shaping up to be more of a Linux PC than a dedicated gaming console. Oh, man. So, some engine, uh, there seems like uh, there was an engineer, somebody who has not, or a project architect has quit, claiming he hasn't been paid in months, so the anger is flying. Terry Post sought to assure backers that the project is proceeding as planned and missed numerous photographs of the console circuit boards and chassis. That's never happened before. Not nope. a thing called Chameleon. Um, the oh company God, I claimed. I was so excited for that fucking thing. Mm -hmm. The Super Nintendo Junior. The company claimed that the molds of the plastic housing of the consoles are largely complete and that its controllers and joysticks are just about ready for mass production, unlike something else we've got, the Polymega. And that it expects <laughs> to host hands-on preview events up for the console later this fall, which I mentioned in an update on the Polymega as they just. Um, I saw on their on Twitter that they um, a couple days ago they said that they resolved their Intel issue chip issue. Uh, big, they expect a big update coming soon. I, I'm thinking they're going to bypass that whole chipset they're looking for, and they're probably just going to go to the next model, which they cool. can actually get their hands on. That's my guess. We'll see. Disclaimer: um, We're both backers of the Polymega project. They, they have my $500, so yeah, it's done. hostage. Yeah, they're buying chips with it. Yep. Uh, what was this thing? It was a Linux box that mm -hmm. played was, old and future Atari games. It was like a, it was something catering to the indie crowd. It's like indie, you know, when PlayStation came out with all those indie games, like, hey, we're PC, we got a large audience, bring indie games here, and everybody's on these indie games, and the indie games sell well on the Switch, yeah. and everybody wants a piece of that pie now. So I'm not saying this was the next PlayStation. I don't think that's what they were positioning it as. But the guy that quit is the console's lead architect. So it would be like Mark Cerny backing out of the PlayStation 5. Mm -hmm. Or Ken Kutaragi bailing out on the PlayStation 3. Bad example. 
<laughs> Too soon? He did bail out. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah. He still helped build it. And he wasn't... He, he didn't bail out. He was He believed out. in the cell. Yeah, he believed he, in the he cell. He was forced out. Let's put it that way. He wanted to keep going. They were like... Mm. Um, so, yeah, according to this, is the expect the host hands on previous events for the console later this fall. The Registry Report, however, paints a very different picture of the console's development. For starters, the console's lead architect, Rob Wyatt, has quit the project, claimed that his design consultancy hasn't been paid in over six months. Ooh. Wyatt's Tengen consultancy was hired to develop the console's hardware and software shortly before the console's $3 million Indigo campaign came to close in June last year. I'm glad it didn't pay. The report goes on to say that so-called console will actually function more like a PC in a custom chassis. Which we already have fucking have. Yep. Um, on a standard Linux distribution, which Steam has done before, Steam OS. Yep. After Atari executives refused to approve the development of a custom operating system, it will, which you know I can't really argue that. Go with what you can afford. It would also reportedly not feature an app store, which sucks. Another common feature of most consoles. Atari's post uh, appears to partially disagree with the assessment and mentions that when it's called the machine's custom Atari operating system, custom quotation marks. Uh, however, even uh, Atari missed that the machine operates more like a computer than the fully functional game system at the moment. <laughs> at the moment, that's their keyword. So I guess they want. The console also reportedly suffers from a myriad of other software issues. The register claims that the console's controllers might not work consistently across games. It's a requirement. That's weird. To read out loud. As you expect, the console controller too, which they uh, reiterate after I said that out loud. <laughs> and that the promised streaming apps will actually consist of web apps accessed uh, through a modified web browser, which I can just open up and watch Netflix through a web browser. <laughs> the report says that the console, which will retail for prices starting at 250 in the U.S., is effectively just a Steam machine, a Linux PC design for gaming. Dude, what a fucking disaster. Imagine if the Super Nintendo launched and they were like, all right, there's two games, Super Mario World and Pilot Wings. The controller that comes in the box with everything. Pilot Wings probably is not going to work with it. <laughs> How the fuck do you say you that? You got Hulu in the fucking box. It's like, yeah, all you got to go is Hulu.com. I'm like, what? <laughs> I do that now. That's supposed to be an app where I just... You just I, oh, what? Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Can't we build a Linux machine for way cheaper than $250? Oh, yes, you can. I mean, Sony gave me $13.57 to put Linux back on my machine. Yeah. Other OS, baby. Until the day we die. Um, Did you ever get that second check? I didn't get one. Uh, it's you know how that shit is. It's probably like six months from now. But oh yeah, three bucks, cool. There it is. Um, I'm not even gonna go any more further because it just gets there's sad nothing, as we go there's on there. Yeah, to talk it's about. like yeah. I talk, so the lead architect is gone from the project. There was a very humorous uh, way he quit, where he wrote "I quit" down on a piece of paper, and he uh, put a sticky note, put it on the project, on the box. <laughs> definitely looked that up. Like load this on your operating system. The best thing about this is that it's got the wood grain Atari look, which is about as cool as it gets. Because as that, everybody knows, this Atari is it? not the Atari. That looks bowl. like something they. This honestly, this picture on the Verge article looks like a Xbox 360 disc drawer. Yeah, with a they're like just put wood grain band, put the Atari logo band, throw a graphics card behind it, and we got a console. Yeah, I don't see anything else but like a with wood some ribbons and a screwdriver, and we have to tape down our surge protection mm. background to keep that bitch from moving. It's going to get up and go, man. You know I mean, how they are. Like half the plugs are covered. So That's a bootleg UPS. It's, it's only there for one. <laughs> why, why do you need a surge protector for one plug? All right. This is dumb. Oh, this has been the most entertaining article. No. This is horrible. The console's development as a shit show. Always a good sign. All right. This weekend, which executive is leaving which game company? Tonight's contestant from Microsoft. In door number one, Mike Yabara. Microsoft and Xbox's Mike Ibarra. This is coming from gamesindustry.biz and Rebecca Valentine. 
Ibarra has announced he is parting ways with the company after 20 years for a new as yet unknown endeavor. Maybe we see a Ibarra Sean Layden combo team. Or, yeah. I don't know. Or, I mean, they, see, or they both go to Stadia. Yeah, and, I mean, wherever Sean Layden goes would be a good kid. He's yep. always he's big in games, so. Yep. I mean, he, he could, we are fans. He could fit in Microsoft. He could fit in Stadia. Those are two companies who Microsoft's got. They're in the right direction. They just need somebody to foster those uh, those groups. So I'm big on Layden's aspect from what what he seems to have championed in the past, and we didn't touch on this last week. He is that he has championed preservation. Mm-hmm. He's brought back these old franchises. He he wants a new Crash Bandicoot. He wants Medieval to make a comeback. Like he greenlights these things and never got Vid Bourbon. <clears throat> No, but it was ported to what uh, Vita. We got it on Vita as a PlayStation Classic. Mm-hmm. So uh, I we, remember. I remember he's like, "We'll find some way to put it on PS4." We never would have had that before. Did yeah. it come to PS4? No, he just claimed. He said he was going to try to find his it unfinished way. promise. Yeah. Um, Mike Ibarra said, "After 20 years at Microsoft, it's time for my next adventure. It's been a great ride at Xbox, and the future is bright. Thanks to everyone at Team Xbox, I'm incredibly, incredibly proud of what we've accomplished." And I wish you the best. More soon on what's next for me. Super excited. So he's already got something lined up. I wish they would have done this with Layden. I'm sure Layden did too. Just I think they were like, no, you can't fucking say anything. It just I, it screams at me like you're going to a competitor and we're going to be a dick about it. It's like, how dare you break up with us to go. This transition's weird, man. It's it's There are weird vibes from both sides. I just don't. It's up in it's, the air. I don't know what's going on. I'm fine with it because I know this is what typically happens towards the end of the console. A lot of people leave out. You get it's new true. fresh heads in there. Um, it's, true. It, it's just It really hurts with Layden because he's been there for so long. Yeah. And we like what he's done. Yeah. You know I mean, and it's kind of scary because you don't know what's going to happen next. Cause, but Did they ever trot Yabara out there? He was just a, he was an active Twitter guy, I think. I don't think he was ever trotted out there in shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Was he at E3? Did he take the E3 stage every once in a while? I don't know if he took the stage. Uh, he might have been there, but he probably was in the background. He he seems to work like uh, Layden, where you they kind of just want to be in the background and just yeah. see stuff unfold. They don't want to be in front of the audience. So. According to this article, his time at Xbox goes back to 2000, where he was hired as a systems engineer following a job at HP, Hewlett-Packard. Over the years, he moved up into director and manager roles, working on projects across Microsoft, such as Windows 7 and Xbox Live, both of which he served as general manager for, and Xbox Game Studios. As partner studio manager for Xbox Studios, he signed and shipped titles such as Gears of War, Age of Empires, and Sunset Overdrive. The trifecta. That's the Elite Three. Mm, that's Every, the everybody one always says Gears, Halo, and Forza. We all actually know it's really Gears of War, Age of Empires, and Sunset Overdrive. When I think of Microsoft, I think of these three. Ensemble, Insomniac, and Epic Games. <laughs> the Insomniac Studios right. that you can't work with anymore. Supposedly. And Epic Games, which is making Fortnite and not Gears. And Ensemble, which you killed after you made Halo Wars. And then send them all off to die in uh, Creative Assembly over there with Sega. And then use them <laughs> again to redo your remasters. Uh, so, um, in 2014, he was promoted to VP role. It's like role. reincarnation. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. 2014, he was promoted to a VP role as a corporate VP of programming management for the Xbox platform. In 2017, he became the role as uh, began the role he is departing, handling Xbox Live, Xbox Game Pass, and Mixer still in in his corporate VP role. Um, there's no word yet on who's in line to replace Ibarra. Uh, in response to a query on the matter from GameIndustry.biz, Microsoft only issued the following statement. Related jobs now. Uh, in Mike Ibarra's <laughs> 20 years at Microsoft, he had, has had incredible impact from shipping multiple editions of Windows, and I'm at this point I'm just stopped listening because it's like basically he did a good job 
and pat on the back. Yep, we thank him and wish him the best. He shepherded the great, the greatest years Microsoft has ever experienced. So yeah, uh, Ibarra's departure from Microsoft is the latest in a string of major corporate departures of the platform holders of this year, including the retirement of Reggie Filima from his role of Fisame, Fisame. Nintendo America president in February. No, no correction. I said what I wanted to say. Fisame. And more recently, the departure of Sony uh, Interactive Inter uh, Entertainment World Studios chairman Sean Layden from oh, that was a mouthful from the company earlier this month. <laughs> what a fucking title! Yeah. That's what he's leaving from. He's trying to get the fuck away from that title. It's always chasing him. He's like, he's never gonna let him <laughs> especially, go. Especially, especially after they made it not anything. He had, yeah. he just had this giant weight on his back. He's like, I can't live up to a title with no responsibility. I don't know. I'll probably leave too because I'm, I'm, I'm probably wake get one in. Like, what the fuck am I doing? May they both land on their feet. They're both uh, industry stalwarts. Oh, yeah. They'll do well wherever they go. I wish them all the best. Last up in news, now that we're 53 minutes in, we did good on that. Warner Brothers. You put this one in here, yep, sir. Yep, this new one. Uh, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. This is from Gimasi from the uh, Sal. An IO Interactive Enter Publishing Agreement for a new game. Uh, developed by IO Interactive's Copenhagen and Malmo Studios. Um, new Hitman. Yep. Confirmed. Maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Has... Or a new series altogether, because uh, the only thing they took with them was Hitman. Publisher Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment and Hitman series developer IO Interactive has announced a worldwide publishing distribution agreement to a new console and PC game experience worldwide. So I'm assuming it's not Hitman. I remember um, when they left, uh, was it Eidos, Square Enix? Mm. We were super worried about what would happen, and they were able to publish Hitman. Took like, it with them, yep. Yep, they were able to they, keep Hitman. They lost and Ken they, and Lynch, and they lost uh, many, many ninjas, ninjas, but... There was one more in there too, I think, but they landed with Warner Brothers, which was a great a great get for Warner Brother Interactive. So, Iowans mm -hmm. uh, Interactive Studios in Copenhagen, uh, Denmark, and Malmo, Sweden, will both be integral in the development of the new title. We're very pleased to continue our relationship with the talented team Iowa Interactive. Said Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment President David Hodded. In a press release, IO Interactive has a long-standing legacy of creating iconic games, and we're looking forward to partnering on the next endeavor to bring a new console and PC gaming experience to players globally. Oh, I just read bring a new console. New I console that from new IO console. Interactive. There we go. We're done. IO box. End of article. Let's not clarify. <laughs> um, over the past few years, Warner Brothers oh, has shown... Oh, it's a job listing. Shown, Sorry. Yeah. Shown uh, firsthand, and they understand and respect our creative vision, and we're looking forward to continuing this relationship. IO Interactive has a proud history of creating compelling characters and universes for our players to enjoy. It is in our DNA. As we embark on this exciting project to create a new universe for IO Interactive together with Warner Brothers. Oh my god, there's so many new universes. Um, we're currently looking for ambitious talent to join our team in Copenhagen and Malmo Studios for this extraordinary journey. Uh, so they're gearing up. It's probably something we won't see for a while. So. If they're gearing up production, we give it, what, maybe after this date, maybe about a year, we'll probably get a, a teaser announcement, two years, three years. This so. is a second wave of next-gen console games. Yeah, this might be one of the ones like, oh, shit, we're following the next-gen yeah. type of game. Like, ooh, this could not be played on PS4 or Xbox One. And as uh, Richard uh, made a comment, this is basically a fucking job interview that's awesome. application. Yeah, Bio Interactive. So that's our congratulations. You are now joining IO Interactive, but you have a choice. Would you like to go work in Copenhagen, Denmark, or Malmo, Sweden? You may Probably pick. the Copenhagens. You're going to go with the Denmarks? Because mm -hmm. I can just go all over to uh, Ubisoft Reflect and like, make another fucking driver. <laughs> that's your whole goal? Yeah. That's your motivation? <laughs> I think they're near Denmark. Yeah. Oh, God. I like it. I like this lore oh, yeah. either way. Yeah, Even so if you're wrong with the I'll location. Top my, I like the on top of my head, I'm like, yeah, make a fucking other driver. That was a very specific reason. So I was make, trying to think of the food. Isn't the food just about the same thing? Stop like making fucking division games. <laughs> Fuckers. Give us what we want. 
Um, let's see, blah, blah, blah. Nope, actually, I would be swimming across the channel because they are in England. It's not that close. They are <laughs> based in Newcastle upon Tyne, England. Okay, he'd be a Newcastle fan. He could watch uh, Miggy play over there. Because I know that's what you're all about, watching Miggy. Oh, yeah. All right, we're going to go to games play or we're going to take a break? Mm. Our recording is steaming along wonderfully at 55 minutes. No, we'll knock it out. I, go. I, I got a good feeling we'll, uh, we'll be done before 9.10. I'm starting this one. Link's Awakening. I've defeated two more dungeons. I'm working my way slowly but surely through. So that's halfway through the game? I think I'm close to half. That's quadra, right? Do I have three or four instruments? No, I have three instruments. It has been... This is like a huge gap in the story where I have not been in a dungeon. I've been like... I had to go get Marin, then I had to go to the Walrus, then I had to do the oh, desert. Oh, you get Marin like, like this? Nah, nah. <laughs> you have received Marin. There's like a there's a lot of gameplay outside of the dungeon in doing this. Yeah. And the one before that, I think, is when I had to get the Golden Leaves for uh, Richard. Do you think, get on that note, leaves. we have that engine now. Do you think we get that for who the, the, the frog the bell tolls? you think we get that game in this engine, maybe? We talked about the Oracle games. We didn't actually talk about the game that started this engine. On the Game Boy, which mm -hmm. was for the Frog the Bell Tolls, which the Richard character is from. Uh, I don't know. It's supposed to be really good. I've been thinking about getting that ROM hack just to try this, it out. This is the part of Nintendo I'm actually excited about because this is the stuff where we're not getting the... We're finally going to get to the stuff where it's not a um, fucking like, oh yeah, I had a feeling they're going to do this shit. I mean, at this point, we're almost done with the Wii U ports. Right. Um, Hopefully. Because there's not many left. We go over that yeah. list every once in a while. I mean, we know they're coming. It's just they're spreading them out. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's where it's gonna get interesting. We'll see. This that, is the fun Nintendo. You're right. And looking over your list, I didn't mean to cut you off, but looking yeah, over sure. your list, this is the fun Sony. This is the Sony I like with like Puppeteer and Japan Studio and the the one off mm -hmm. type games, and they're usually budget games too. This is when we got Shadow of the Colossus for PS2. Mm -hmm. Um, so Link's Awakening continues. That's a beautiful game. Uh, I haven't had any more performance issues with it. I still get the little fluttering of frame rate when I'm in fields and stuff like that. I heard it described, I think it was on another podcast, there's no variable frame rate for that stuff. It's either 60 or 30. So mm -hmm. that's why you see it. You When you see it drop, it's not like a dip and then it goes back up. It's literally 60, 30, 60. It goes back to Instead it. Instead of just locking in at 30. Yep. Or having a variable where it you know, drips frames Dynamic. in between there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which I would take, just unlock it maybe. I mean, they just, they're just not that type to do options like that. Yeah. So I dove, I dove into that, I think it was last Saturday or Sunday. It might have been Sunday, and I drained my battery all the way down. It was it went from 100% to 4%. That's I've gone around. Go ahead. That's pretty impressive. I've Especially gone around. Especially with your old school Switch. Yeah. And not the new battery one like all the cool kids have. It is not the new battery one. Yeah. Um, I went around I looking like, for seashells. And you beat the fucking game. Exactly. On the new battery. I like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry, continue with your secret seashells. Uh, I was looking for secret seashells. I was just kind of exploring. I, I, I know where to go and what to do for the most part. Actually, I ended up in the ancient ruins and lost to the Armos Knight. Like, he just destroyed me. I think you have to have the bow and arrow before yeah. you get there. Russell and I were kind of chatting about it. Russell's a little ahead of me, so did something I need to do. Did you find any of those uh, secret seashells by the seashore? I've got four of them. I don't think I got one by the seashore. Did you get all the seashells? Negative. Because there's a sword that you can get, which I didn't know about. Uh, because it was I, a Coke. Coke uh, on the Coke island. I've, got I've a, never gotten it on any version of the game. I got it on the Game Boy Color one and I was really? with it. Yeah. Like, what does it do? What does it add? I don't even remember. You talked about the color dungeon and doing that. I do I like I the color do that next. Yeah. Um, the biggest chunk of my gameplay was uh, spread over three nights. Uh, let me back up a little bit. Listener CJ sent me a text. He works at the Floundering uh, Game Retailer. There's so many of them out there. <laughs> 
tons. Brick and mortar. Non-stop game retailers everywhere we go. I'd step out one, there's one across the street. There would be more if this one hadn't bought all of them up. And closed them all. All right. And put Funko Pops everywhere. Um, a, a customer brought a Nintendo Entertainment System into his store. He's like, dude, do you want this? I'm like, sure. I figured it'd be some exorbitant amount that the guy wanted. 60 bucks for a box, mm-hmm. box Nintendo with six or seven games. Double Dribble, one of your favorites. Super Mario Duck Hunt, uh, MLB, NFL, the the just like the JLN licensed MLB, NFL, mm-hmm. and a couple more. I had I set them down somewhere. I don't know where they're at. Cabal, and Lou Trevino's Fighting Golf, which sounds crazy. <laughs> the as good shit. one, yeah, <laughs> the best one. The only one we should all own. So I actually FaceTime CJ in, in appreciation. I, I met up with him later. Got the got the system. Came home. Hooked it up. Um, I grabbed the Mario Brothers and I just used the alcohol. Please don't blow in your cartridges. Disclaimer, don't blow in your Nintendo cartridges. You're just putting spit on the cartridge, then you put the spit on the pin connector and you're leading to trouble. Clean it with alcohol or the tip of an eraser on a pencil or contact cleaner, which I couldn't find at the time. So I just cleaned, I hooked that system up. It came with the AV cords. It was the uh, AC adapter that it's supposed to come with. And the, the TV I've been messing around with, the new Wega over there. Mm-hmm. Well, new to me, Wega. Um, Cleaned up Mario Brothers. I FaceTimed CJ so he could be part of the process. Put it in, clicked it down, hit on, fired up immediately. So I I don't think, and I was kind of playing with the controllers, I don't think this Nintendo had a whole lot of use on it. It's pretty minty. Yeah. So I played a little bit of Mario Brothers, and um, then I just, that's when the wormhole started from there, and I was just pulling stuff off the shelf and trying it out, kind of see what it looked like on the TV. But I played through three worlds of Super Mario uh, Brothers, the first one. I played two rounds of Duck Hunt. Because the light gun works on the old CRTs uh-huh. just fine. I was right next to the uh, TV with the gun, so I got all the ducks. It's cheating. And you shot the dog. I tried to shoot the dog. Mm-hmm. I did do the... I know this is like a... I just learned this today, Reddit type thing, is it that you can control the duck with a second controller. I never knew that back in the day. So I was actually using the second controller to move the duck around. It's pretty responsive. I could see where it could be a two-player game. Mm-hmm. So that was news to me. I threw in Metroid to see how it looked. I was just throwing everything at that that TV. See what it can and take. Nintendo. Yep. Mm-hmm. So then I drove out the Super Nintendo and hooked up S Video and was just popping stuff in to see how it looked. I tried out Super Metroid, Chrono Trigger. I really cranked up the music so I could hear that intro of Chrono Trigger. Um, Super Mario World. I played through the first world on that. That seems to be... We've talked about comfort food games. That's like my test. Like, okay, what is this... TV like, what is this system like? You know, I'll play Super Mario World on Game Boy. I tried it on the Super Nintendo Online for Switch to see how it played and how it responded. That's like, I guess that's my barometer for testing stuff because I know that game. And so it's a, it's one to pop in and compare to. And his weird football player in the first level. Uh, Charge and Chuck is very strange. Mm-hmm. And if you spin attack him, he dies. And other than that, it's like, I think it's three jumps to knock him out. Attack causes concussions. The Will Smith version of Charge and Chuck. Uh, what else did I pop in there? Because it was just it was like one-off Super Nintendo games. Uh, Donkey Kong Country. Always got to plug in Donkey Kong. Country. I'm craving playing through one of those co-op, man. If you want to play Don- Donkey Kong Country co-op, I'm down. Is that on the Super Nintendo thing? It's not. Neither. None of the three. And on the Super Nintendo Classic, only the first one is. Yeah. I almost want to stream that. I want to get back to Blitz streaming. I was watching some of our YouTube stuff, and I mm-hmm. think I know a couple ways we can improve just our audio quality if we get another mic out there. Yeah, dude, you're I think we're watching the tape and reviewing the plays. What the fuck? I am. I'm watching. I'm seeing how we can it's improve. Like, 
We don't have time to do that all day Saturday when you get ready for Sunday. Then one percent we have a game on Monday or Thursday. We'll never have time. Football's dead. Football's dead to us. Once if we have Except a game Sunday collegiate. and then we got to go Thursday for the next week. Collegiate football. We're missing the Thursday night game as we speak. We need, we need to see who's really. Winning. It is seventeen point favorites for the Patriots to win. They're gonna destroy them. You think they? They're they have four people from the offense from the the Giants that are out. Mm. It's gonna be a whole game. I'll look up. Uh, that's all my games played. I'll look up the score real quick while you're doing your while you're doing your games play. Cause you got some on here that I really want to hear about, uh, especially the ukulele game. Especially the ukulele game. Especially the ukulele game because I did not know it was a Donkey Kong Country game. Speaking it, of Donkey Kong Country, yes. Um, outside of that, let's see. My games played. I'll, let me go ahead and knock out the one that I've already talked about. Um, Patriots. I've been playing. Is score the, update: Patriots are up seven to nothing at the end of the first quarter. It's not a massacre yet. It's not bad. Uh, we talked about this last time. Was the you know girl who chance love at beyond uh, mm-hmm. bond of the world? The Sega um, Saturn game. Man, I'm six seven hours into that game before it actually starts taking off. Mm-hmm. It, it is like legit. Like it kind of drags. Like you go into this main character and this is what he does, and he's a douche, and he's like, is it worth the story building though? Is it somewhat rewarding? Well, or is it just it, a complete it's to the point slog? where like I got to the point where he he's trying to cope in this world where he doesn't know what he wants to do with his life. All the adult figures is like, you know, what do you want to do? He's like, I don't know. It's like a, he's he's in, he's still finishing up high school. He's at the very end of it. He's taking remedial classes because he's just, he'd rather just go and take naps on the roof and he just doesn't care. I relate to this character. Yeah. <laughs> um, outside of that, he's just very perverted. Um, outside of that, you mentioned that last week. Which which I, I don't know if it. I don't know because it's like he's that type of dude where he's perverted, but then when he actually gets to the point where he's trying to do something perverted, he cops out. So he's a closeted pervert. He's just—I think he's just a trying, teenage boy. I think he's just trying to act out and just be a douche about it, which is even worse because he won't go all in. I wish he wouldn't go in at all, but you know. But it's like what you know when, the when they, when they call like when they call his shit, he's just like, "Well, you know, I'm just kidding," you know, yeah. that kind of stuff like that. You know, when you call their shit, call their bluff, and then people still try to think he is one at some point. Somebody, I figure somebody will be like, eh, "Get out of here, you're, right? You're full shit." I'm you know? for you. Yeah, yeah. But outside of that, you find out that um, you get a pack. You um, you run into, uh, and then you start meeting different characters. So you, you meet the principal of the school. He's somebody who used to work with your father way back, and then his father's a historian, is a historical person. Um, you play as the principal, or you just encounter him in the you story? You just encounter him because you're playing the son. Remember, the father died from the rock slide. Supposedly yes. they couldn't find him. So uh, he he asks him, "Hey, did you get a package from your father? We were working on something. He tell you anything?" And you're like, "No, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, he just declared legally dead." And he's like, and "To my opinion, that's cool because I don't have to worry about if he's alive or dead somewhere there. Right. Even though he has a sneaking suspicion he's alive somewhere because he said his father's a bastard and that's just the way he is." Um, outside of that, he ends up getting a package which has some kind of device and in a uh, mirror that apparently belonged to his mother. His mother had passed at some point. Uh, they didn't go into details about it yet. Um, and in this letter, his father had explained to him like they had discovered a way to uh, time travel. And it, history doesn't happen the way you think it is. It's not not everything is a lateral line where you can go back and forth from. Cool. So this device, uh, basically, from what I can gather in it, because it's still very confusing, is that they have these uh, <laughs> these jewels. There's like ten jewels in there, and apparently, it's a, a way that you, history doesn't work the way you think it is. You can go back and do different things, but you do it based off parallel worlds. So it's like. Um, he finds out. He comes to find out when he goes and talks to his uh, the principal or his father's friend again. Yeah. He figured out that he's the package came for him. He wanted that device. He tried to explain to him. It's like, yeah, you're, and they realize his father's still alive. He's just as in another world. It's not in a different time. He's just in another world, basically. So I get the hint that he went to another world where his mother was still alive. Maybe uh, the 
person she, he was originally in love with, which is weird because then he left his stepmother over there and she's in shambles. So, um, because he, he basically wrote the letter like, I'll try and bring her back. Um, well, I think he's in this parallel world with his, uh, his wife that passed in their world. So, okay. Essentially, I got it's not confusing. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard because we we'll haven't they haven't explained it fully. You're getting bits and pieces of it. Gotcha. Because now I'm starting to experience it. So like you're the principal that I forgot his name. I keep calling him the principal. Um, he holds him at gunpoint. Says, "Give me the device." Uh, there's some girl that kind of comes up from the rocks that's wearing the jewels that was in the device, and it kind of transports him. It looks like back in time. That's where I stopped. Ooh, that. like a Chrono Trigger. Yeah. With the necklace. Basically, she's wearing a necklace. Uh, she just pops up before he gets shot and transports him back in time. But the way they describe it, it's not like really, apparently history doesn't move on a straight line. It's He may not be, that time is still going on. It's, it still happens. It's already happened. He's just in the parallel world. So. Okay. Um, that's after about five or six hours. It's starting to pick up. So it seems like this one's going to be a slow one. Slow. The slog is a lot, a lot of text. A lot. Um, but it's good world building and character building. I dig it. Yeah. I like it. I love stories. That is you know a girl who chants love at the bound of this world. Yeah. And I probably won't give another update on it until I finish the game. Because cool. at this point, I'll just be picking that ice until it melts. Gotcha. Um, the other one I played this week, uh, I had a lot more on my list, but I didn't get to it all. Cause Several new releases. Uh, Indivisible, which... I really, really, really like a lot. Um, I was a big fan, like you, of the art style. Um, it is done by uh, Lab Zero Games. I think they also did the Skull... Skull Girl. Skull Girls. Or yeah. Skull Kids. Skull, Skull Girls. Girls. Yeah, which is that fighting game, which is kind of like their version of Guilty Gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was Kickstarter. Uh, Kickstarter. This was Kickstarter in 2017, maybe a couple years back. It's been about two or three years, maybe even longer than oh, that. Oh, God, 2015. Yeah, it, it's, been, it's been a while. It finally released... Um, it is uh, all hand drawn. Um, uh, the battle, it, it, it's nice. It's, it's, you play as a girl, uh, the name of the girl, I'll come unprepared this week. Uh, Anja. Anja. It's Anja. Anja. Um, it, it starts out like any typical RPG battle, like from the Super Nintendo days. Like uh, you start out with a party that's already high level and you're fighting some final boss. Hell yeah. And it doesn't explain shit. Metroid style. Yeah. It's all like, abilities. Yeah, yeah, you're going all abilities, all attacks, and you don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, and you basically beat the final boss here, and it skips forward 16 years. Uh, then you take over the roles. Anja, Anja is a girl in the village who um, she gets out of bed. She's like, "All right, I got a good train with my father." So she goes over there and sees her father, and father's like, "Yeah, you need to take this seriously. You need to train, you know." And then I'll, she's like, "I want to use my mother's axe," um, and he's like, "Well, you're not ready yet." And they get into this argument because he wants. She's like, "I want to know about my mother, where I came from, all this stuff," and he's like, "You, you don't need to know any of that stuff." So she, he wanders off. Um, and as she goes through, she's like, I'll apologize to him. Um, she finds out that um, some gentleman came through. Uh, I don't remember the name of the gentleman. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, attacked the, the village and killed her father. Oh, God. Um, so she starts fighting him. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, he, and it, this is where it gets weird. Uh, he almost, she almost beats him in battle. As he dies, he gets sucked into her head. Uh, which is weird. She doesn't know why or anything like that. She's like, why are you in my head? And they do this little comedic thing because the script's pretty funny. They go back and forth and he's like, well, you know, you bring me to my ruler. He's the one who told me to come out here. And he's like, all right, we'll go talk to your ruler. And so the, she starts meeting these different party members and they all occupy spaces in her head. Okay. And when she get into battle, they come out. This character style is amazing. Listeners, definitely look up this game if you haven't heard about it or played it yet. So after that, this is the basis of the story. After that, you, it opens up to the overworld, which is basically a Metroidvania-type game. It's, um, Does it play as well as this looks? Yes. 
Oh. Uh, plays like Bloodstained, Castlevania, Metroid, where you um, have a map. You press up for the map. It gives you different rooms. Not all the rooms you have access to. Oh, my bad, um, my bad. Sorry, guys. Not, not all the rooms you have access to at, at, at once. You'll have to get different abilities, different weapons to get access to different rooms. So you have to go back and backtrack a lot. Yeah. Um, you get jewels to upgrade your attack and your defense. Um, and you keep track of the rooms you go through. It does have save uh, modules. Very similar to uh, it is Metrovania. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, but the battle system is you have enemies that are on the field. Uh, you can do kind of like a... The Mario and Luigi, the Alpha Dream games. I'm sorry, guys. Jump on them. Uh, basically, you can attack first and start a preemptive uh, attack, and it is turn-based. So it is turn-based as in uh, Valkyrie Profile. So mm. the characters you collect is uh, designated to a button, and you press that button to do an attack. Are they interesting party members? Uh, they are, yeah, because, I mean, you have the one that has killed your father. You have one that, um, like, skin a tiger and has fire abilities and has... A very uh, morbid way of uh, talking. Another one who's like a scientist. It's like they all have their own different personalities and quirks. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I maybe had a couple hours into it, but I'm digging it a lot. I like cool. it a lot. Um, and that's out digitally now. It looks like the physical copy is the end of October. No, I have a physical. You have a physical already? Physical's out for PS4 and Xbox, okay. and they don't have a date oh, yeah, yet 10, for the Switch. My bad. Yeah. I looked at the dates wrong. It's already fucking October. Yeah, they don't have a date yet uh, for the Switch one. For whatever reason, they pushed that back to sometime yeah. at the end of the year. It says December 31st. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm digging it. Um, I'll probably go through and finish it. It doesn't. I tend to like it, which is weird because I have never beaten a Metro game or a Castlevania game, but I do love Metroidvania games. So. Really? Yeah. You just like the exploration and then just end up I, not finishing it? Well, I beat not like I beat Guacamelee and all that stuff. I, I tend to beat that other counts. games, other than those, yeah. But but that one's only like two hours, right? Three hours. Yeah, three or four. Um, yeah. But outside of that, it's good. I like it. I'll, cool. I'll, I'll, I think I'll finish that one. Indivisible. Uh, that one's on my list. Yeah, I figured you enjoy that. That's kind of like a lot of your uh, go tos on there, and all in one game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one I've been playing is uh, Concrete Genie. I actually was playing that before I came over here. Very um, cool. It is a weird that I thought that was coming out in October and I see why it is because it is, I get the Halloween vibes from it. It is kind of like that dark gloomy. It reminds me of uh, Paranorman. Um, it is very uh, Lakaia that animation studio uh, mm-hmm. with the CG stop motion CG claymation stop motion Yeah. Um, it looks like something they created uh, awesome. the characters all look like that it's uh, basically a, a schoolboy who um is back on an island that his parents used to frequent as they do vacations uh, that closed down because of an oil spill uh, that kind of contaminated the island that forced all the residents to sell their homes, move out, and businesses to close. Uh, this island is only occupied by a set of bullies that would just go in there and trash it. Um, the main character is called Ash. He goes there to uh, for his memories. He just remember growing up there with his mom and dad and having a lot of good uh, time. Uh, so, And he wants the island to go back to the way it was. So the bullies, they grab his art book, rip out the pages, um, throw him in a trolley, and send him to the lighthouse, which is a completely smaller island. Uh, from there, he, as he picks up his art book, he, one of his uh, creations comes to life, gives him a paintbrush, and he's able to go through and paint the town. And as he paints the town, it brings the lights and everything back alive to the town. Oh. He creates more genies, is what these uh, drawings are. Okay. And they are um, slowly but surely uh, pushing back the oil slicks and all the the negative uh, aspects of the island away. Excellent. As he rebuilds it back to uh, the way it was. Bringing it back to life. Mm-hmm. That art um, style is beautiful. It looks good on PS4 Pro. Oh, it looks great. Ugh. Um, uh, the... 
the and it controls fine too. I haven't done the VR mode, uh, which is separate from the main game. Okay, so what is the VR mode? Because I thought the way it was first pitched, I thought this was a PlayStation VR game. Um, the way I see it, based off of the VR mode, and I, I'm only game based off the mode itself, and then the trophies it has. It's yeah. separate from the main game, so it seems like it's something separate. Oh, okay, that complements it. Here, at Best Buy's listing says uh, Concrete Gene includes two PlayStation VR modes: PlayStation VR Experience and PlayStation VR Free Paint. An experience will help the genie to discover a mysterious power through painting and see your art come to life from a new perspective, or practice your new skills in Free Paint, where you'll manipulate your paintbrush with two PlayStation Move motion controllers to create a beautiful living landscape. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the main game, so okay. I'm assuming these are going to be separate. So you can play the full game without VR? Yep. Okay. So the way that the control scheme works is that it uh, does um, it's old school PS3 with the 6-axis. Uh, six so basically you have to do rotations with the controller. <laughs> and it uses that as the paintbrush. So you kind of like... Uh, and it works well. It, 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 can you use the move controllers not in the VR mode? Not that I can tell of. Maybe that's gotcha. something they might patch in later. Because it, okay. it seems like it, it would. I would want to use the It would the be PlayStation more intuitive yeah, with the move controllers. Basically. But it works fine with the controller as it is. Next generation gamers don't want rumble. We want 6 axis. Yeah. 6 axis is back. We got, you know, the, that vibration interferes with the uh, 6 axis. So we had to take it out. Um, that's what it was, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what their excuse was. Yep. And then they put it all together and when it comes to DualShock 3. Because uh, Kojima demanded it yeah. for Metal Gear Solid 4. Um, yeah, so I mean, I got maybe two or three hours into it. It's pretty good. I like it. It, it flows well. It doesn't seem like it's a long game. It seems like about after three hours, I'm about halfway through it. Um, okay. you, it gives you pages to go through and, and get from your drawings have been ripped up. Um, there's other areas where you can do like they call uh, heart-to-hearts with your genies where you can draw different designs like trees and grass and sun and all that to uh, get an, uh, an extra interactive uh, result with your, with your genie itself. So there's some stuff that goes in there. There's new pa- news, newspapers scattered about the town. Uh, a lot of Gears of War where it kind of goes into the back history of the island. The lore? Yeah, the lore of the game. Um, and you collect those as well. Um, and it's pretty good. Uh, I'm digging that one as well. Uh, it's something I plan to finish this month because it does give me Halloween vibes. Cool. Um, it doesn't seem long. You're scratching that itch? Um, I'm going to go with the... I'm going to skip the next one to last. I'm going to go over Burger Time Party, which is something I played a little bit today. Uh, that came out on the Switch. Um, that's my only Switch game I played this week. And that is a, um, it is Data East Burger Time. Um, it's kind of taken into the realm of uh, like uh, Angry Birds three stars type of stuff. Like you complete okay. this level and they give you a certain amount of stars if you do it the right way. Right. Um, so, it, but it is still the, the Burger Time formula where you have to lay down the bun, the, the meat, the lettuce, tomato, all that kind of stuff. You like Burger Time? Uh, yeah, I okay. dig it. Um, I, I don't know. It's something that me and you going to have to try. Maybe me, you, Michael. I'm down. Because uh, there's a four-player mode. Okay. And where you have to battle and like see who can lay down the burger first. Okay. I think that might be kind of fun. I'm cause, down. Because I'm going to the single-player mode, which is kind of like where it's like, you know, they give you different puzzle-based type stuff. It, it seems like a very cell phone-ish game. Okay. Um, the physical copy tends to cost a little bit more. I think it's like 39 or 29 but I think digitally is like a 1999 game. So Is this Switch only? Uh, so far, yes. Okay. Which is funny because there's a part in the game where... The background is um, he's in the kitchen cooking, trying to cook up something kind of new, sandwich or something like that, and mm-hmm. they all come to life, and he screams out the the PlayStation characters, which is a square, triangle, circle, X. That's funny. And we had to go it's through not that. X. Yeah, remember or it's not X anymore. Cross, cross button. Yeah, it's always been cross. It's never been X. Pick cross. Yeah, but uh, which I thought was funny, and I took a screenshot of it. But uh, it's like that's awesome. Uh, next one up is uh, Ukulele, the Impossible Lair. 
Ukulele um, the Impossible Layer. Mm-hmm. I remember when they announced this, I was like, okay, it's more ukulele. I didn't look into it any further. Well, it was weird because it was short notice. It was like they did it right, right at E3. It's coming yeah. out by the end of the year. Like two or three months ago, um, it seems like. It, we're not humongous fans of, uh, you know, I mean, ukulele, I'm not saying ukulele was bad, but, you know, it didn't hit the right notes for everybody. You know, right. There are certain aspects on there. You know, some people enjoyed it, some people didn't. Um, it was good at what it did. I think it had the weight of Kickstarter and that expectation mm-hmm. and, oh my God, we're basically Banjo-Kazooie, but it won't be as good as Banjo-Kazooie or... It just had a level of expectation on it that I don't think they ever were going to get to. And it's then it good, had delays. It's a good first step. Let's put it yeah. that way. It's a yeah. good foundation for a series if you want to continue it. Um, this one, they uh, they they came out and it is very it is two point five D. It is very in vain for Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze or Donkey Kong Country where it has that uh, that view. Um, it is very like that. Let's yeah. put it that way. Um, you go through the level, you collect coins. I mean, the story on there is Capital B has come up with a hive mind control where he's controlling the bees. And there is like this uh, bee armor that may very well tie into the first game, but I can't speak too much because I didn't play that much of the first right. game. You and I um, played that backer demo, and that's all I played of it, honestly. I was on the mood after that because it was like more click, 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 We click. got it. What did we get it from? Epic Game Store? Uh, and I think I have it on PlayStation. Yeah, I think you had it on PlayStation. I remember you playing downstairs. Yeah. yeah. Um, outside of that, so the cool mechanic of it is that um, after you go through the level, he, um, Capital B, the main villain, gets uh, control of the armor. Um, he and controls the bees. Yeah, that makes you invulnerable in uh, in to everything. Um, you have to go through and you do this boss battle, and I lose to him instantly. Uh, and then it kicks you out the book. So it's called. Oh, it's supposed to happen then. Yeah, it's okay. called Impossible Lair. So the the gimmick of this game is that the Queen Fino Bee, everything's bee based, um, rips out the pages of the book that has different bees on there that you need to get the rebuild the armor okay. and spread the pages throughout the uh, the game. So the choice is yours. Sounds like a platformer. So the choice is yours. You can go through and get the bee pieces, or you can keep going through the Impossible Lair and try to beat the game without it. So what do you benefit by playing the levels? Yes, because you get the bees, that means you can take more hits. That means because ah. each bee, you take an additional hit. You can go through it without and just try to run it through without some god tier and oh. not getting hit. You play it the way you want to play You can go it. straight to the possible The game and beat it, yeah. It's like uh, going to Ganon. Yeah. With people with like a pot and a pan. Which I'm sure it's going to be fun to watch some speed runs on that thing because I'm sure somebody somewhere is like, I'm going to beat this without any one of those damn bees. Is it super hard? Like you said you, it, you, said you it, died. It's like it, once you get past that part and you go through, there's certain parts on there that is it's all timing. It is it is like, it's platforming, platforming, it's platforming as fuck. Gotcha. It, it's like you cheap you need mother- those bees. You cheap motherfucker, you know, sometimes. Like, it's, are it, there Medusa heads? I think a lot of it's just going to be like a reflex memory where you just uh, like, you have to turn your brain off and you just know like I know what's th- coming. there's different things that go this way every time and you just got to like move fast enough and it's somebody's going to do it. It's going to be fun to watch. Very cool. Um, outside of that, I did the first couple of levels. Uh, each level has, a they put hidden medallions in there, like yeah. up to five. I think I mentioned that last time. Um, and then you get a B. Um, that's how as far as I got. So is it starting to spread out more? I don't know if there's more collectibles you can get on there, but that's not it. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, I like this better than the first one. Um, it is, like I said, if you're in the mood for like a, the recent Donkey Kong Country yeah. game. So I'm not saying Donkey Kong Country, the old school one, but the recent ones, it yeah. does take inspiration to that. Uh, I do hear a lot of the guitar uh, jingles in there. That reminds me a lot of the Rayman. You know, Rayman some of that stuff in there. Oh, yeah. it, not Rayman levels like that, but there is some like Rayman-esque music that, that could have been a Rayman. 
Oh, um, I'm my sure. wife loves that first Rayman yeah. Origins. It's one of her favorite games. It's a good one. It is damn good. Um, you've kind of sold me on this. I'm excited about this because I've been itching for that Donkey Kong style platforming, yeah. and I didn't want to buy Tropical Freeze again because I have it on Wii U. And it's on sale on, on the Switch version too. It's nice. I think I, it's like 33 bucks. I think they price matched the Walmart. So if you go to Walmart, I think it's like 33 dollars. Not bad. Yeah. And unlike some other uh, games that have come out recently, the Switch version is not lagging behind. Digital Foundry said it runs at 60 frames per yeah. second, just like the. It's a good one. What are you playing it on? PS4. Yeah, I think the only Switch game I played was Burger Time Party this week. Okay. So, uh, it looked good on PS4 Pro. I, I don't think played it, well. Yeah, I don't think there's any enhancements from it, but I can never tell with them. They just throw it on the back of the box. But it, plus, it we turn well. on boost mode, so we yeah. don't know if boost mode influences it or not. So, yeah. high, you highly recommend Ukulele: oh, yeah, The Impossible yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it co-op at all? Uh, no, I, not from what game? I can tell, though, yeah. Okay. I could be wrong, but it doesn't seem like I'll get that vibe from it, because, I mean, when you when you lose uh, the, uh, Laylee, you, uh, yeah, Laylee the bat, um, you yeah. have to hit the bells. There's, like, little bells that uh, scatter throughout the level, uh, and then you'll, she'll come back. Okay, so. like the Donkey Kong barrels? Mm-hmm. But if you get hit, Yuka doesn't go away and you take over as Laylee. That doesn't work like Donkey and Diddy did. Yeah, well, yeah, it doesn't go vice versa. I think gotcha. it's just, it just the chameleon's the final. Like if you get one more hit, you're you're, you're gone. gone. Yeah, I got you. Uh, and the attacks are a little bit different, so you can jump, you can do the roll, and um, there there it is platforming because I mean there's like a, there's like small little crevices, so you can just kind of kind of roll and then jump and then roll again, and it's it, I mean if you're if you're in the mood for a platformer, it's a good one. I saw some gameplay of it, and it did seem to have that weight of like Donkey Kong Country, where there's a little bit more. I don't know if it's inertia or momentum or what, but there's a little bit more to the platforming than like a Mario. Yeah. Like there's a little bit more to get them going and stuff like that. It looked good though. Or yeah. Sonic. You know, Sonic had that, yeah. had a weightier um, feel to him as far as platformers go. And um, hopefully Mike will be back uh, next week. I'm sure he'll have uh, more to add on it. I know he's been playing it this week. So. He did some. He did have some impressions to share, but I think we decided we'd rather hear it from him and have him elaborate on it. Yeah. And I just, us just reading Sometimes it. Sometimes reading it doesn't do justice. So. No. We leave that to uh, listener submissions. Press A to share your thoughts on the game. So if you were to want to share your thoughts on a game or review or comment on mm-hmm. our episode, how would you reach out to us? Uh, Nofodcast at gmail.com. Send your messages there. You can also reach out to us. On Twitters or on the Instagrams. Just search for Nofodcast. We're there. You can also listen to this podcast every Tuesday on iTunes. Spotify. Google Play Store. Overcast. SoundCloud. Stitcher. I think that's it. Fucking hell yeah. We got them all. Yeah. You can find us there. Because I was going to say iTunes again. You're like, bitch, I just said that. More apples. Yeah. Stop saying Apple. (laughs) They can only do it once on Apple. (laughs) It's not even Apple. It's not Apple iTunes anymore, is it? It's like the pod. It has its own separate podcast thing. Whatever whatever Apple's doing now. Try to reach out to another client, but that's post-production stuff. Yeah. Um, Is that it for us this week, sir? Yes. Thank you for making time to get this one in. Make sure we get our content out there. Podcast is my favorite form of content. Yeah. Except for streaming Blitz games. One day we'll nail it. The ultimate test of the new TV is going to be Blitz. It's passed everything so far. I think that's my new go-to 4x3. Okay. We'll have to test out some Blitz and see what you think. It looks good, though. Put it on the YouTubes. That's it. That's what it's all about. Yep. All right. Thanks for joining us, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, for another week. And we'll catch you next week. Unless you're in China, because we're probably going to be banned. So I don't know how you're going to listen to us. So hope you enjoyed your last episode. Brought to you by Winnie the Pooh. Um, and you will never hear this episode because no. once we're banned, it's, they're just like, oh, I guess they said something because they're not there anymore. <laughs> it's them. It's those bitches. Ban them.
Drop the hammer. Yep. I'll put this up there. Who was Don? Who's it we thought we were going to get a cease and desist from? Uh, Halo for the music. Yeah, I put the Warhog music in there. I was like, okay, we would frame that if we got a cease and desist from Bungie or somebody. Not Bungie. No, no one... Oh, God. Bungie published the game that the yeah. music came from, but that would be a 343 at this point. No, knowing your sarcastic ass, you'd be like, don't ban us, China. Please ban us. Please ban us. <laughs> we want to put that on the wall. But we'll be missing out on billions of viewers in China yeah. and listeners. All right, thank you for joining us this week, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Adios. That's when you got to get it in. All right, this all looks normal. I don't see anything different. Yeah, I don't see, because uh, before we saw where it was jumping all over the place. So. And he threw the fucking roof. We'll see what the record speed Whoa. is. Whoa! Even go. that, you didn't peek it out. Mm -hmm. This is a new, I was running 2.2.2, two, 2. and 2.2.3 gave us errors on one of the old machines. Mm -hmm. So I just went back and got 2.2.2 two, two again. This is 2.3.2. Two. It's the like best of both worlds.